The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You're welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock. And John Tracy is my guest this week for the Thursday interview. The former CEO of Sport Ireland, of course, and the Olympic silver medalist in the marathon. John, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Nice to be with you, Kieran. Um, how are you? I'm grateful. How's retirement, if we can call it that? Yeah, no, it is. It is. Yeah. Retirement is great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I really enjoy it and uh, a bit of a change uh, when you're going 24-7 and the phone is always on to the phone not ringing. Yeah. And that, that takes a little bit of an adjustment. Uh, but I'm out of it now uh, yeah, a year and a half or so and I'm used to it. And um, um, it is an adjustment and we we took a little bit of time. We went, we went and travelled a little bit, uh, my wife and myself, Fanula. Mm. And uh, that was good. And that was the right thing to do. And uh, we 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 spend a bit of time in Spain, and we uh, we spend the the nice summer months in Ireland, enjoying ourselves, and playing golf. Uh, so that I was going to say, what do you do to keep busy? Well, there's 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 a couple of pieces. I play golf, and uh, I did a deal with my wife uh, that uh, I take I take up bridge if she took up golf. Oh right, okay. It works. So she's. She's playing golf in Beach Park with myself, and I'm playing bridge. Uh, not uh, not with her, but against her most of the time. Okay, yeah. But uh, a great game, and I'm really enjoying it. So they're the two pieces. And I've recently been appointed uh, uh, chair of the Port of Waterford, which is actually in Kilkenny. In Kilkenny, of yes. course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're uh, delighted to be doing something down around the southeast, and to see if we can help the, the local economy and industry and yeah. the port is obviously a facility that needs to be used and we have the capacity there. We have a rail link all the way down into the port and you can lift off the rail line right onto the, the vessels and the ships. So, yeah, we have... Uh, so that's something that, that yeah. I'll be working with uh, the executive down there to promote and Very good. over the next number of while. Well, from the landing in my house, I can see Grasslands, Ger Walsh's operation in Kilkenny and oh, yeah. a big operator yeah. down in the Port yeah. of Watford yeah. uh, as well. So do, do you miss involvement in sport? Direct I, involvement? Uh, no, not really. Uh, Had enough of it? Yeah, I, I, I did my piece and I enjoyed it and... Uh, I, I didn't want to go any further than I went, and uh, uh, and that was that was the timing was right. I think the the probably COVID piece weaned me off a little bit because the whole interaction with the staff weren't de- wasn't there. It was mm. all online and whatever, and I didn't really enjoy that. I was in the office every day of the week uh, uh, during the during the working week, and I maintained that through COVID because big facility out there, someone had to be there, so I choose to be there. And uh, uh, we worked well through COVID. We did. A lot, we took on a huge amount of responsibility during COVID itself in terms of protocols with the sporting organisations. But when uh, the time was right for me to to, to get out, um, mm. they have a new chief executive, Una, who's fantastic, and a, a new board and a new chair. And uh, they've gone from a very good chair, Kieran, to another very good chair, uh, uh, John Foley, and they have a great board. So. The, uh, Sport Ireland is in is in good stead, so I'm I'm very happy about that. Well, when you took over at Sport Ireland, what was your mission statement? What did you see as the <laughs> as the plan? Well, first thing we did, and I had a, a lad from Cork, Morgan Buckley, who's the sports director down in UCC, that that worked beside me. Uh, first thing that we did was develop uh, a strategy for sport. Bernard Allen in my last race down in Waterford. 
1995 said, would I, would I lead a group to chair uh, the first sports strategy? And mm. uh, so that was, so we mapped out over a course of a year what we wanted to do. And uh, then I, uh, I, I was appointed executive chair at the time to lead, to lead, to walk within the department and to, to get to the point where we were setting up a statutory body. And that, that, that happened in 1999. And so uh, sporting organisations, a lot of them were working from kitchen tables uh, and uh, uh, doing their best. Uh, uh, so through government funding, we were able to professionalise a lot of the, the, those, the vast majority of those organisations. And they've gone to str- from strength to strength. Uh, uh, we've done a lot around corporate governance and occasionally things go wrong in corporate mm. governance. Uh, but you keep working at it and... Uh, 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 you know the the systems are there now. The campus and what's happened in the campus and the development of the campus over the last twenty years is fantastic. Yeah, and I think we really should take pride in what the government have done around the investment in the campus. Uh, it is second to none. And uh, uh, when pe- people co- countries come to me now, like Seb Co came over a couple of years ago and took a look around the campus, and you know he was he was awestruck by what we had here in Ireland. And, uh, I had the chair of UK Sport over, uh, over uh, as well mm. uh, during my tenure, the last couple of years of my tenure. And uh, again, it, like it's, it's second to none. And in fairness, the investment has been made by government over the last 20 years in terms of through Sport Ireland and the current side and through the capital programme as well. And, uh, you know, you go around to any of the parishes around the, around the country, they all have facilities. And I think the, the one piece around children and and, and uh, Young boys and girls, uh, no distinction. Uh, everyone is is treated equally, and that's a really big piece. But uh, that the facilities are there for them, and uh, they have choices. It's not they don't have to just do football and hurling anymore. Well, I was going to ask: is is that was was that your own kind of personal ambition in the role uh, that that you would? Create more opportunity for those so-called minority sports. Yeah, well, that was a big part of why, why sport, Irish Sports Council was established. Like, uh, like the three main field sports c- could take care of themselves. Yeah, they and didn't largely, need help. Yeah, and largely they didn't need a lot of help. Uh, 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 so, uh, uh, but if you were from where I was growing up in Bridgetown, you had one choice: it was Gaelic, uh, hurling, and football that you did right. Mm. And uh, as, as I said. I joined a, a running club with my brother in Ring. He was going to school there, and that's how I started running. So, uh, so but now, like you look, and um, children have loads of opportunities, loads of different sports, and like not everyone is able to go on, go on, go on a bit play with a football, but they could be good at other things. Mm. And uh, I think that's really important that the, those choices are there, and people can find what they're good at and they enjoy, and that's a key piece that they enjoy it. Uh, so uh, that's all there and uh, uh, the, the sporting organisations that were uh, I suppose the minority sports if you want to say they're in a very very strong position they've been very well funded over the last number of years and that will obviously will continue and they're and they're they're doing very well and you can see it in terms of our qualifications for the Olympic Games yeah. the medals that we're winning at junior level it's spread right 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 across all the all the different sports do, do you to what degree is there now a kind of a a battle of of over professionalization of of those youngsters playing sport you know I, i'm just conscious of um of 
you know, again, let's talk about those main field sports, which are the big ones going up. There was kind of winter sports and summer sports. And yeah. there was overlap in kind of spring and autumn. Yeah. And people would have to make decisions and, and, yeah. and, and do what they wanted to do. Uh, but, but by and large, they kind of didn't interfere a huge amount with each other. A lot of GA clubs now will go 12 months of the year yeah. and provide training. You know, you hear of some of the big football clubs in Dublin in particular kind of telling kids very young, you've got to make a decision. Yeah. And you, if you're playing with us, we're training three, four times a week and that's it. Yeah. I, it kind of seems like it's kind of gone the wrong way. Yeah, well, I, that wouldn't be my experience. But uh, what I would just say is this. There's a kind of a decision that um, ki- children need to make, uh, or young adults, we, we should call them, is that when they're around 15 or 16. Uh, like, uh, uh, it's very hard to play five sports at that stage. You kind of need to be... Yeah. With, yeah, you need to be picking your sport. And like, but uh, up until then, facilitate Yeah, I, I would say, I would say, yeah. And, and uh, by and large, people make up their own minds, right? And parents are not going to change their minds in terms of what they're going to do. Children and young adults are going to vote with their feet. And, you know, just, I suppose, for the sporting organisations, is if you want to keep... Uh, uh, young people involved in sport make it fun make it enjoyable and and I think uh, the field sports do this very very well is that the, the field sports have a built in advantage in that they have that team spirit piece and yeah. their pals and what have you a bit more difficult to do it whether you're cycling or athletics or what have you but that's a key piece for all the clubs is keeping them together and making sure they have friendships involved in sport, make sure they enjoy it, make sure they they get the level of coaching they, they, they require and, and make sure they have the facilities that they can actually develop and, and, and kick on. The, the other kind of hardy perennial in terms of kids sports that, you know, we talk about and inevitably it comes up every few months is kind of too much competition yeah. at, at a young age mm. as well. And, and I mean, to a degree... Is that just to be expected that you're going to have to every now and then kind of push back a little bit? It, is it human nature that every now and then you're going to you're going to come across a coach in whatever sport it happens to be? It can be overzealous. Too much. Yeah, overzealous is yeah. not good. It's not good. But uh, uh, children and uh, our and, and teenagers, by their nature, are competitive, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I I let them at it, but get out of their way. Yeah. And what I think for the coaches on the sideline, uh, and this is really important, the governing bodies have done uh, a lot of work in this, uh, as, long as, as, as well as Sport Ireland, is make sure that they're enabled and they get on with it and they're not pushed. And uh, and that, that's really, really important piece. And, you know, when you're, when you're on, on the sideline is the right encouragement rather than the wrong encouragement. Yeah. Well, I know... Uh We'd have uh, go games and blitzes this weekend, and <laughs> technically we won't be keeping the score, but we don't need to. The kids will keep the score. The, yeah, they will I, absolutely keep I, the score I, themselves. I, I was out in Kilmacud Crokes <laughs> with my two grandchildren yeah. in June, and uh, uh, now they're they're seven, seven and five. Uh, but they had great a great time. They mightn't have seen much of the football, or they were running around. They were yeah. doing okay, but they were all having a great fun. Yeah. That's the main thing. Uh, did you play Gaelic games? I played Gaelic games when I was in national school and the first year in in in, um, in secondary school. Uh, but I was small and skinny, and uh, I, I soon found my way really yeah. into running and and kind of. I was advised early on maybe to running you should stick with John so that's what I did and, and when, when you got into running I mean was the draw or was the attraction that you knew you were talented at it or was the attraction something else that you just loved the process of it or what well I, I think I knew I was good at it fairly yeah. early yeah and I think that's that's an important piece and uh, 
like the longer I went, even when I was a kid, the, the better I was getting, you know. And uh, and uh, you know, fairly quickly, I was I was you know dreaming big in terms of what I could achieve, you know. Yeah. Like uh, and uh, like the last year that I was in secondary school, I won. I was third in the world junior cross country championship, which is a big deal. Mm. And uh, in, in those days. And, uh, you know, then oh, every American college was on to me, wanting me to go to school there. Yeah. And, um, you know, I went off to Providence College and I had, I developed there into a world-class athlete and uh, what an environment to, to train in. Uh, and it's a really important piece is that, uh, is that when you are a distance runner particularly or a middle distance runner, that you're in the environment uh, where you have people that are equally competitive as yourself, train as hard as yourself and everyone walks with each other and against each other. So it is really, really important piece. And is, is, is that part of the rationale then behind the campus as well, is that you create yeah. that environment here? Because yes. the experience of lots of athletes, and you know that my, my sister is a very good 400 metre runner, yeah. and she would have kind of come along maybe just before the campus really took That's off. That's right. When, when the view was still, you probably have to go abroad yeah. to get that. To yeah. define that kind of group, yeah, I, 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 you know, David Gillick and other yeah. who went abroad, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think, I think to do it on your own, and, and like we're talking about track and field now, yeah, really and truly, track and field to do it on your own, training on your own, very difficult, yeah, very difficult road to travel. You are far better off being in a group. And I, I, and I will just maybe talk about Phelan Kelly in terms of what he's done mm. in terms of the Dublin Track Club. Uh, you know, they train as a group in the Phoenix Park. It's the same thing. If you go off to college in America, 18 to 22 years of age, you're thrown into a group, off you go, train hard, uh, and you'll either sink or swim. But, the, you know, if, if, you're, if you're ready for it uh, and, and you work hard, You'll, 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 you will swim and, and you'll get there. And, and, and probably uh, first two years, no one expects too much of you. And then the third year you kick on. And that, that was my own experience yeah. as well when I was there. How much of it is a mental thing? Because there, there's people who don't respond well to that US, the, the collegiate environment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think probably the, if the coaches are sensible around them, mm. they work with them. And uh, but if the if it's not I, I what I would always say it's not it's not the USA or that type of environment is not meant for everyone, and if you're not cut out to be like that, well then create your own system and that, you know like we're talking about that but that's what the campus does like it, it, like people can train on the campus they have the facilities on the campus. And like our boxing squad are based there, the different squads, the rugby team is there now at the at the moment. The international rugby team mm-hmm. is there. It's so that there is that piece there that they can train on the campus, get all the supports through the institute and all that, and uh, you know have that support. And really, that's a really important piece is that is that Ireland now has that has that in place. And and if 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 um, a young adult doesn't want to go to the states, they have options. Uh, they can stay in Ireland. And, and train with a group. But the big piece is, I would always say, make sure you train with a group. That's really, really important piece. And you see it in, in, through Kira McGee uh, and, and Sarah Healy. They've gone mm. into training groups in the UK and they've both kicked on since they've done it. Like they're training on their own, very hard to do it. But if you're in a group, the walk seems a lot easier and, yeah. and you feed off it as well. You know, like if you're, uh, sometimes you're hanging on and other days 
people are hanging on to you so you get the best out of your t- yourself when you're doing your hard workouts like every workout isn't hard mm. but when you're doing your hard work you really work hard and I suppose that's the piece that um, uh, uh, Eamon Cockton's 40th anniversary reminded me yeah. during the week and I was reading the piece by Johnny Watterson it was a great piece yeah it was and, brilliant yeah. it was a brilliant piece and Eamon came through in that article very very well and uh, but a- Eamon said in the article, and it kind of resonated with me that he walked extremely hard, right? And when we were training, we walked extremely hard. We were like hundred miles a week was the norm. It wasn't the exception, right? Yeah, right. And that's how hard we worked, and especially on the winter time, hundred and sixty k. Yeah, week. you need to be doing that if you want yeah. to compete at that level. And uh, uh, Inga Bridson is doing it. And like I think the Europeans slipped back into a different mode, not doing the heavy mileage at, at one period of time. Yeah. And uh, if you really want to finish strong, you need to be strong throughout the whole race. Did you listen to uh, Dave McCarthy interviewing Inga Bridson? No, uh, I didn't. A few weeks? I, I just didn't was great. Just, anyway, if people, if people have a Google of it, they'll find it. Uh, Dave is working with Sidious or one of these yeah, kind of yeah, online fantastic. magazines now. Yeah. And, um, uh, anyway, it was just a real great insight into Inga Britson's training yeah. and, and his mentality. Yeah. And I just thought it was kind I, of I, I missed that one. I'm... a fascinating yeah. uh, piece. Um, you know, uh, we have the worlds coming up and it's interesting you mentioned kind of the talent as well coming through and, and you talked about a few of them and Kier McGee and amongst them and uh, Sarah Healy and others. Um, and Sophie as well. Yeah. Sophie O'Sullivan. Yeah, I know, yeah. In uh, the third one, that 1500 metres and boy, has she come on this year as oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah, which is great to see. Which is great to see. Um, the... <laughs> I pressed the button on my phone, obviously in my pocket, and it started to it started to talk to me. Um, so the um, what was I saying? Do, 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 do. I World Oh yeah, the words. So and you mentioned a few of them, and um, I I think Carl Dennehy had it up online. It so it was we it 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 took us um, was it forty odd years to mm. maybe win the first twelve medals yeah. at European under twenties, yeah. and we've won twelve in the last six years. Yeah something yeah. like that I I, I, maybe I've got the figure slightly off but the point is that tells its own story yeah. it definitely tells a, its own story and and you know when you look at the Irish team that's going to the World Championships I, I'm really kind of excited by it uh, and uh, Rashida how could you not be excited yeah. by, by her and what she's done in the States and now we have YouTube and we can watch all our races a couple of hours after she's run them and uh, or soon after anyway and she's been magnificent all year and obviously very well coached in a great environment in Texas and and getting on very very well mm. and uh, I don't be want to be raising the expectations but you know she's she's right there yeah. she's right there and uh, you know it's a first major championships and uh, I think we need to be cautious around that but um, uh, uh, some that's someone to really kind of look to, look to uh, immediately and and maybe yeah. in the future. And it's an exciting time for athletics uh, in, in the country with all this young talent coming through, and some of the older talent is coming through as well. And Sarah Lavin has had a fantastic yeah. season. Oh, brilliant! Really, yes. a fantastic season, and a lot of injuries, and she's really come through this year. And a lot of heartache, personally. Yeah, I know, her, I know, so, I know. Yeah, I, I'd have brilliant. to mention her because I think she's been an inspiration this yeah. year herself. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. really has. It, it just. It's interesting you mentioned that we can watch it on YouTube. Like, that's a big element of the popularity, isn't it? Because I think before Rashida, was it Mary Cullen was the last yeah. uh, NCAA, NCAA kind of yeah. a, a category a winner we had. 
And, and even though that's not that long ago, it, it still predates a time where we could all kind of, you'd be watching clips on, on Twitter and Instagram and things like this. Sorry, Mary Cullen is listening. I'm, I'm yeah. aging her awfully here. Um, but you know, with the whole idea around women's sport, with team sport in particular over the last years, has this, been, has this mantra been, if you can't see it, you can't be it. Yeah. And this accessibility then that people have yeah. makes a big difference. It does make it? a big difference. Yeah, it, it does make a big difference. It inspires people if you're yeah. able to watch it like that, right? And, and even the Grand Prix uh, Grand Prix meets in the, uh, the Diamond League. Really, we didn't have great access to it in Ireland. No, up to this year, we got a bit more of it this year. Uh, certainly, BBC covered it very well. BBC Three, three covered it very well, and you, you know, YouTube is there all the time. You can pick up on it fa- uh, fa- fairly quickly, and they're kind of big pieces. And uh, for for uh, for children that want to be inspired and and have their have their stars that they look up to, and we all had them when yeah. we were when we were running. Uh, that's a great source for them to be able to do that on an ongoing basis. And all the information is there in terms of, and athletes by their nature talk to people and tell them, tell exactly what they're doing and training and all that type of stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my kids were out jumping over um, uh, broomsticks last week, pretending they were in the Aga Khan because they yeah. watched it on the telly. So I'm yeah. sure over the next couple of weeks they'll have the same things up, but there'll be Sarah Lavin's hurdles maybe yeah. that they're jumping over in the garden. And I, I, I'll just mention um, a couple of others uh, as I'm here with yeah. you. Is, is um, Brian Fay. Yeah. What a season he's had, right? Uh, running close to 13 minutes was a phenomenal run. I saw him in the National Championships. And I think he ran 13, 30 something. He looked like he was jogging. And I met him after a race, it wasn't the pick on him. Yeah. I said, yeah, that's a fella that's in great shape. Yeah. So uh, it's great to see him uh, really kind of kicking on. And uh, you have uh, young Griggs as well. Yeah. Uh, that's really kind of uh, top notch. And uh, we have great expectations for him as well. And, you know, I think he lost his European 3000 metres junior championship, but tactical error more mm-hmm. than anything else. But a fantastic young lad and a uh, uh, you know, so we have we have great talent. Uh, we've Kate O'Connor as well, and that's something in, to look for as well in the future. So yeah. we have a lot of good talent out there, and I think we can be very excited. And what a world championships we have, and I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, so am I. Listen, John, it's been great chatting to you. Thanks a million. All right, Kieran, thank you. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.